Hey, my name is Jason, and you're listening to the Embrace Church Podcast. God is doing some incredible things at each one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota. To learn more about Embrace and maybe plan your visit, head on over to imembrace.com. We hope today's message brings you hope, inspires you, and encourages you in your walk with God. Let's dive in to today's message. Hey, Embrace, uh, thanks for joining us uh, online today. So glad uh, that you're with us. My name is Travis. I am the pastor out at the T Campus. T Campus people, wherever you're at, miss you guys like crazy. Serious, I hope you're doing well uh, today. Uh, but we're starting a new series called Good Question, where we're going to be looking at some questions that we probably all have and then talking about what God says about those things. Before we hop into that, though, uh, Brian and Jason on the front end, they asked you to submit some questions about stuff that doesn't make sense. Some questions about things that don't make sense. And so we're going to pull some of those up. I have no clue what's coming up right now. I have not seen them. Uh, I don't know. So first question from Dave Peck. Dave, how you doing? Miss you, man. Why do no, I can't read. Why do noses run and feet smell? I've never thought of that in my entire life because the snot runs and the feet stink. I don't know. Next, sorry, we're done with that one. Chris, why is abbreviation, these are big words for me to read here, people. Why is abbreviation such a long word? I suppose it's one of those things that's got to be long to describe something short. I, don't, I have no idea what that one either. Great question, Chris. Ernie Christensen, is a hot dog a type of sandwich? I think hot dog is a sandwich. I think anything in between two pieces of bread can be a sandwich. Like a grilled cheese is a sandwich. I think if it's in a hot dog bun, it's still a sandwich. But it's never called a sandwich. So is it a sandwich? I don't know. Debate that one in the comments. Is a hot dog a type of sandwich? I'm not sure. Great questions. Uh, we're going to lead into even a better question. Like I said, we're going to talk about uh, questions that we all have that God has something to say about. And the question that we're going to talk about today is, do I matter? Do I matter? Now, I'm not sure how this question hits you, but this is an important question. Have you ever felt like you don't matter? Have you ever felt like maybe you don't have worth? Have you ever felt like you were small? Because this is such an important question. It matters that you matter. And even for a second, if you start to think in your brain just a little bit that oh, maybe I don't have worth, maybe I don't matter, even in a little way in your brain, it'll start to multiply itself into your life. This question and how you answer this question, more importantly, what you believe about this question will affect your whole life. Um, I, I enjoy minimalism. If you don't know what that means, basically I like to just get rid of the junk in my house. And so my wife and I, will go on these, like just these sort of purges of our house. We'll just try to get away, rid of as much stuff as we possibly can. And, and when I'm going through the items, like utensils, tools, books, you name it, we go through everything. I basically look at something and what I ask myself, I don't really say this, but this is what I think, is I look at an item and I say, does this thing have worth? 
does this thing have value? And if it has worth, and if it has value, I do one of two things. I either keep it or I sell it. If something has worth, if something has value, I keep it or I sell it. Do you want to know what I do with the things that don't have worth, that don't have value? I throw them away. They go in the trash. It matters that you matter because even in a little bit, if you start to get in your brain that you don't matter, that you don't have worth, you will start to believe that you are trash. You will start to believe that you should be put on the curbside and thrown away. Even in a little bit in your brain, this starts to multiply in my life. I want to give you a few examples of this. When you have started to accept that you are trash, you will start to let people walk all over you. I know you felt that in your life. You will stop speaking up in discussions because you don't feel like you have anything to offer. Uh, You will begin to feel shame very easily when one person says just even the littlest negative thing about you. You'll start to feel shame inside very easily if you think that you if you've accepted that you are trash. And on the flip side, the opposite side, uh, you might, someone might say something negative to you and you actually your ego will start to increase. Your ego will get bigger and bigger and, and bigger, but we're doing that to compensate for the fact that we don't feel worth. Some people, you think they're super confident people, they're not. They deep down believe they don't have worth. They've just overcompensated with their ego. Once you've accepted that you are trash, Once you've accepted that you don't have worth, it'll multiply in uh, your life. But people that understand that they matter, they don't let people walk all over them. They speak up because they know that they have something to offer. They don't feel a lot of shame because they know that they have worth. And lastly, they don't have much ego either because they don't have to create their worth. They know that they have it. They don't need to have this big, massive ego because they know that they have worth inside of them. It matters that you believe that you matter. So important. Uh, When I was a kid, I was a farm kid, and so I spent most of my time uh, on the farm. And then you have the town kids, like the farm kids and the town kids. Farm kids was like sort of a quarantine, like we were quarantined to the farm. We never got out too much. No, we did. But, but I remember uh, one summer in my middle school, uh, in my middle school years, I was hanging out uh, at the farm most of the summer. And I went in uh, one, uh, one day to the su- uh, into town to meet with some of my friends. And when I met with my friends, it felt like that I had lost about a thousand years of social interaction. That's probably how you feel right now, being quarantined in your house, like you've lost a thousand years of social interaction. But all my friends in town have been hanging out all summer, but I had been at the farm most of the time. And I remember, it's crazy how you remember this stuff from when you were a kid. I remember having an an interaction uh, with some of my friends, and they were talking about this inside joke, right? They were like, this inside joke, I didn't understand what they said. So I asked my friends, I said, hey, what does that mean? And they just started laughing. Ha ha, yeah, you would know what that means would you? And then they just walked off. That's a little thing, right? It was probably the first time literally that I can remember not feeling popular, not feeling accepted, kind of feeling like I didn't matter. And and I took that with me for a few weeks 
And I remember I spent the night at my grandma's house one night and I was laying on the bed there and I, and I remember I prayed to God because that's what you should do. You go to God with this stuff, right? And I, I prayed to God and this is what I prayed. I said, God, help me to be popular. That's a terrible prayer. God, help me to be popular. What I was saying to God is, help me matter to people in life. God, help me to be accepted by these other people. I don't necessarily care what you have to say. What I need is the approval of others. And it would have been great if that was like the one time. That was a middle school thing, and then I moved on to that. But seriously, that instance, it has just rolled on in my life over and over again, through high school, through college, and just being honest, like even as a pastor, like I love what I do. I feel like God's called me to what I do, but I would be lying to you. And this is vulnerable for me to say that I would be lying to you if there isn't part of me that wants all of you to like me, that wants to matter to all of you, to want, that wants you guys to think that I am worthy. I'd be lying if deep down inside of me there wasn't something that was driving me in that way. So that's a little bit of my story, but uh, today we want to do something a little bit more interactive, and I want to hear from you. And so I have a question uh, for you guys to answer, whether you're on Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, uh, the church online, I want you to answer this question uh, in the comments. And this is the question. When was a time you felt like you didn't matter? When was a time when you felt like you didn't matter, you didn't have Worth Right now, type that in uh, the comments. And what we're going to do is, uh, as they come in, Adam is going to grab a few of them, and he's going to bring them to stage. Don't worry, he's not going to say your name. He's going to bring them to the stage, and we're going to talk about those questions and kind of work uh, through them. So really important that you understand that you don't matter. So where did we ever get this? Like, when did we start uh, believing that we didn't matter? Well, I think that there's three voices in our lives. Uh, three voices... That, that tell us that we don't matter. And that's the voice of someone, the voice of something, and the voice from inside. The voice of someone, the voice of something, and the voice from inside. So let's talk about the first voice that we hear, the voice of someone. Uh, whether we like it or not, wor the words people say matter. They have a direct impact on what we believe about ourselves. The words people say have a direct impact on what we believe about ourselves. Every one of us, I don't care how confident you are, every single one of us, someone has said something to us or someone has did something to us that made us feel unworthy, that made us feel like we didn't matter. Someone, a friend, a teacher, a coach, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a boss, a mom, a dad, someone told us, with their words or with their actions, that we weren't good enough, that we were dumb, that we weren't a good parent, that you were a screw-up, that you're fat, that you're slutty, that you're stupid, that you're ugly. The words and the actions of someone, that's a voice that's speaking to us that we do not matter. That's the first one, the voice of someone. The second one is the voice of something. Something. Something happened to us. An event or a choice 
We made, we made some sort of choice or some event happen to us and it made us feel like we do not matter. We got fired. We got addicted. We got a divorce. We were unemployed. I know there's a lot of us. Unemployment rate is almost the highest it's ever been in the last few years. And, and some of us, we're sitting at home like, man, I have no worth. I'm unemployed. Or maybe we've chased success our whole life and we got to the top of the tower of success and we realized it was empty. Like, man, this wasn't worth it. I don't matter. Maybe we went through a bankruptcy. Maybe you've had a boyfriend or a girlfriend that just left you. And this event or the choice that you made It might have happened yesterday. It might have happened weeks ago. It might have happened 10 years ago. But the event, that that something is still speaking to you. That voice is still loud in your life. You don't matter. You don't have worth. So that's the second voice. Something. The third voice that speaks to us is the voice inside. The voice inside. So our whole lives, we've had something or someone speaking that we don't matter to us. And we've had so much of that that we have internalized it inside. We've believed it so much that now the voice doesn't come from the outside anymore. It comes from in here. It comes from the inside. And that voice is speaking to us. It's speaking to us. No one sees you. No one needs you. You suck. You aren't good enough. You aren't pretty enough. You aren't smart enough. You have nothing to offer. And we no longer need to hear the voice from someone or something anymore because the voice is coming right inside of us. Crazy. It's coming from right inside of us. Uh, Which voice speaks the loudest? To you, the voice of something, the voice of someone, or the voice of the inside. Listen, it matters that you matter. This matters so much. What you believe about yourself is one of the most powerful things. Don't let someone, something, or the inside, don't let that speak to you. Don't let that voice tell you whether you matter or not. Instead, listen to God. God has so much to say about whether you matter. I have a three-year-old son. His name's Paxton. He's amazing. I love him. He is loud and he needs attention. And so when we sit there, my wife and I talk. I'm not joking you. This is what my three-year-old son does. When me and my wife are talking, he just sits there and goes, ah, ah, la, 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 waves his hands. Like we're trying to talk and he's just screaming. Drives me insane and my wife insane as well. But here's the deal. I'm trying to hear from my wife and I have this three-year-old blasting and talking, this loud voice that is distracting me. The same is true with you and with me. As soon as we close our tablets and as soon as we leave, we will have voices, loud voices, little three-year-olds yelling at us, yelling at us, yelling at us, and we need to focus on God. 
So I want to talk a little bit more about uh, these voices. So I'm going to invite Adam uh, to come up, and he's going to share some of the responses that you guys had. I guess you just can't get off the stage. You just love <laughs> hanging out on the just stage. Just looking for reasons to come up. <laughs> no, uh, I, I just want to want to come up and just share some of the responses that came in. And it's it's been so powerful over these services just to hear the feedback from so many of you and just grateful and honored that you'd be willing to share. And so, again, the question, when was a time when you felt like you didn't matter is the question we had. And, again, you can't believe some of the responses. Oh, it's just heavy honest answers. Uh, one person said, when I was replaced at my job and I found out over email. Uh, it's one thing, you know, to find that out, but another thing to find out over email. Um, there's the loss of your occupation, but then there's also the, the combination of just feeling hurt and wronged in that. Yeah. And I think we can all think of a time when we've, we've been hurt, a time when we've been surprised. Maybe it was a relationship that was broken off um, or just something that happened and you're like, gosh, you didn't even give me the courtesy mm -hmm. to say that. And it made, made you feel even like you had even more, like less value, even than just losing your job. And what would you say to speak into that, Travis? Yeah, there's like two levels there. Right? Like you said, you lost your job and then you found out email. It's like they didn't have the time to say it to yeah. you face or face. Um, I, the one verse I think of is from Ephesians uh, that really talks to the idea of our, our purpose. Because I think when, especially in a job, when something doesn't go right, we feel like I'm, I don't have a purpose. I don't, like there's nothing I can do that's good enough. Yeah. And this is what this says. It says Ephesians 1, and seriously, if, you, if you're struggling with this, write this verse down. Ephesians 1, 4, speak it into your life. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy. Chose us. Even before he made the world, he chose us. That word chose us, it literally means like to be called out for a special like military assignment or to be elected into office, to have a special purpose. And so what I would just say in that is like uh, your boss, your job, it does not define what you do in this world. It doesn't. Like God, before he made the world, that's a long time ago, chose us. And so that's what I kind of speak into that. Yeah, and, and it, I was going to say the same thing. Write, write this verse, verse down and also just know and be reminded that God is so faithful. Our, our jobs are such a huge part of our identity and, and truly our God is so faithful. And so it's like, okay, God, I lost my job and, and I'm going to share these hard, like I, I was hurt through that and yet I know that you are so faithful. And so I, I know that you're going to provide a, a job for me and maybe it was a way of moving me into a place that I felt even more called to be in. And mm -hmm. so I'm I just really grateful for that response. Um, just another uh, candid person just shared this. When I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, mm. And um, whether it's a, it's a true diagnosis or not, I, I think more than any time, mm -hmm. um, the prayer request that I'm even given personally or is, is I'm consumed with worry, just of the uncertainty about finances, about, about whatever it might be. And, and um, I think that's one that connects with so many of us. Yeah. What, what would you speak into that, Travis? I think, and in, in feel free to comment, I think when you, with depression, anxiety, and, and I, I had kind of a bout where I was, I was anxious for a little while, I think you feel alone. Like you really feel like, I'm the only one, like I'm alone in this, I can't share about, about this, or if I do share, not anyone understands. And um, that Ephesians verse is really good for this one too. I want to pull that one back up real quick. And it says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And then it continues on uh, to say, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family. And uh, I think it's so 
easy, like with, with anxiety or depression, to really to focus on that's my identity. Like that event, I'm depressed or I'm anxious or whenever that started, that's my identity. But that, man, that's not, that's maybe what the world says. Yeah. Like, and you might struggle with that, but that's not who you are. Like you have been adopted into his family. That's the most important. And I know we've both done adoptions. Uh, a lot of people are like, man, you're such a wonderful person for adopting. Yeah. You're like, no, I'm, I'm not. The only thing I ever did for my daughter and the only thing you ever did for your son is we provided them a loving family. That's it. A loving family. And just know, like, for, for you that answer that question and anyone that's struggling with maybe that identity, like, the, the thing that's true of you, if you're in Christ, is you're loved. You're part of a family. Even if you've lost your family, you're part of a family. So. Yeah, what I would say to that as well, that, that's a part of your story, but it doesn't define who you are. Yes. And if anything, I often look at my weaknesses and it took time for me to get to this place. I've begun to more and more just to see my weaknesses as place that, places that I'm gonna trust God even more. Mm-hmm. It's like in those, those weak points in myself, things I struggle about, things I, I worry about, those are gonna be places where I'm gonna say, hey God, instead of this being a, a curse to me, I'm gonna see it as, as a blessing to trust you even more, to allow to, you to use me in, in even more ways than I ever, ever, ever thought. Last, last one I, I, I wanna, wanna share was this, the, the day I felt like I didn't matter was the day I signed divorce papers is what someone shared. Uh, again, just heavy. Uh, um, I think we have those moments in all of our lives where we know it's gonna be a turning point um, uh, in, our, in our lives. And I, I think this is without question one. And I think oftentimes we allow events to define us yeah. instead of allowing God to define us. Um, Travis, if you want to speak into, into that though as yeah. well. We even, if you notice, we call people by their events. Yeah. Like a divorcee, an addict. Like we call people by their events. And like, like that's something that's happened to us and it's not good to ignore that, but it, it's just something that's happened to us. And, and I would just say with the divorce, I, I think probably like divorce, addiction, and there's probably more than that. Those can just put us in the, the pit pretty quickly. And so, yeah. I mean, this, this verse from Genesis, I think just is really speaks to our worth. Uh, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. And so like, you, you don't have a worth from what you did or what you didn't do. Your worth is just that you were created. Yeah. When God created you, he, he stamped you with the image of God. So you have worth and you got to fight for that. Like you got to so talk good. about that three-year-old, like everything in this world will yell to you, not true, not true. You got to fight to believe this is true. Like you've been stamped with worth. That's so, so good. Yeah. So good. Awesome. Well, thank, thanks so much for the questions, yes. uh, Adam. It was great to hear from you. Thanks for being a vulnerable in those situations. Just three truths out of that that I want you to hear. So we have the three voices that work against us. Here's the three voices that God wants you uh, to hear. He wants you to know you are made in his image. You are adopted and you are chosen. Those three things. If you are made in his image, that means you have worth. If you are adopted, that means you are loved. And if you are chosen, that means you have a purpose. Man, if you know you have worth, you know you are loved, you, have, you know you have purpose, if you know those things are true, if you take those truths and you fight with them, man, you can fight off those three-year-olds. We, I love three-year-olds. I don't know why I keep on going back to the three-year-old thing, but um, this is a box. 
right here. This is, if you didn't know that, this is a cardboard a box. It's made out of cardboard. It can be used for various things. You can carry something in it. It's got nice handles here. Uh, you could ship something in it. Uh, but this cardboard box, it costs, it's worth about 60 cents. You can go to Amazon. You can buy one of these for around 60 uh, cents. I wanted to show you another piece of cardboard, a much smaller, smaller piece of cardboard. Uh, this right here is a Tom Brady football card. Not only is it a football card of Tom Brady, uh, it's his rookie card. Not only is it the rookie card of Tom Brady, it is a signed rookie card of Tom Brady. Box, cardboard box, another piece of cardboard right here. This cost 60 cents. This sold at an auction, just listen to this, for $22,000. $22,000. 60 cents, cardboard, cardboard, $22,000. What's the difference? One of them, one of them holds the image of one of the greatest NFL quarterbacks ever. What's the difference between the cardboard box and the cardboard picture of Tom Brady? One of them has the image of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. What's different from you than everything else? You carry the image, the imprint, the stamping of the creator, the all-knowing, the all-seeing, the all-loving, the all-good creator. He created you from the dust and he put his imprint on you. I understand you have the voices in the world that are telling you that you don't matter, that you don't have worth. They're lies. And we got to pick up this truth that you have been stamped with the creator. You don't have to do anything. You're just worth it. You just matter. I pray that you would know this. Wherever you are at, it doesn't matter how much you've screwed up. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what someone has said to you. It matters what God has said and what he has said and what he has done. He said, as you're made in my image, you have value. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you give us value, that you give us worth. Nothing we can do can ever give us value or worth. You have just stamped it on us. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are all-knowing. You are all-loving. And that image of God you've stamped on us. I pray that every person that's listening would just in a, a moment just to know that in their hearts. Pray this in Jesus' name and everybody everywhere said, Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at I Am Embrace. 
Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at imembrace.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.